0: Scary, with your hosts, Caitlin Cutt, Gary Martin, and Adam Todd Brown. Hey, everybody, welcome to Pretty Scary.
1: Pretty. Scary.
2: Boo!
0: Laura. I assumed you would just catch on, but you were supposed to say pretty scary boo also.
2: oh, I'm sorry. I'm not your pretty scary boo. (laughs) We have a guest today. (laughs) I didn't know if you were going to lead it in and you were going to be like, don't cut me off while I'm making the turn, baby. (laughs) I think you did great. Okay. I just want you to know. Soft landing.
0: Yeah. Caitlin's the good cop in this situation. She's the one that's going to tell you you're doing great. And then I'm going to, I'm going to kick the door in and be like, put the mic closer to your mouth.
2: Oh my God. But I actually (laughs) don't,
0: I actually don't need you to do that. It's fine.
1: He, okay. he, He shoves you against the wall. And I'm like, hey, man, calm down. Why don't you take a few minutes? And then you and I sit down. I'm like, can I get you a cup of coffee? That's my vibe in this podcast. It's right. like I get the coffee and then I somehow negotiate invaluable information out of the moment. And then
2: I admit that I knew all along that yeah. it was not free. <laughs> you knew.
0: Laura. I knew. Uh, Laura Crawford is her name. She is uh, one of my co-hosts on Conspiracy the Show, which is a podcast I talk about all the time on this podcast because True. they're kind of related. Like they're <laughs> sort, they're of. sort of like the sister shows. Right. Like, and yeah. Laura has wanted to cover this topic on the Conspiracy podcast forever. And the reason I've never covered it there is because there's not really any conspiracy to this. It's just a thing that is happening in the world that is evil. And we, right. what we're talking about is the Britney Spears conservatorship <sighs> scandal.
2: Mm-hmm. The slavery of Britney Spears, the the uh, entrapment of Britney Spears, the legal wrangling of Miss Britney Jean. I don't know how you want to say it. It's bad. She's a slave. I didn't like the- <laughs> For her dad. Oh my god! <laughs> god I, did I not do not like the title. The framing. Great. The framing of Britney Spears is a poor title for a documentary. It's a, I am by really the way.
1: happy you said this because the whole time I'm like, are they gonna? Did she also murder someone or what? How are we?
0: I think it, they're talking about how the media vilified her and turned her into.
1: I a I know. Bad
0: person or someone or that results. we were supposed we were supposed to look at as a bad person.
1: It mm. felt like corporate speak for when things are going off the rails and someone says, "Let me reframe this for you." And it's like, yes. "Yeah, I okay, okay, I'm still angry." <laughs>
2: I thought they were referring to like the media lens as applied to Britney Spears or how they, we they frame were. her in our vision. I didn't understand. I the think title. we just
1: needed, I think we just needed one talking head in this to say it. And then I would have been fine, which yeah. is a, in the landscape of everything that's covered here. It's a real shitty detail for my brain to get caught on, <laughs> but I'm with you. Cause it was just like, why are we, is it, called that? it why is it called that? Yeah. <laughs>
2: When I saw the title, right, we're talking about the Hulu documentary, The Framing of Britney Spears, made by the New York Times. And what a confusing title. The Framing of, that's what it's, if you're searching online for Britney Britney Spears doc, search The Framing. I'm
0: actually surprised by how short the New York Times documentary is because Laura sent me a link to another documentary. What is the YouTuber's name?
2: This guy is named Jake, goes by Jake Yonce. So like Beyonce, but Jake Yonce. And he's Uh, a very, he's a very young guy. He's kind of reviled by some people, but he is a, a young man who covers mostly RuPaul's Drag Race and does videos about that and would do recent scandals and cover the news of the series. And he is done these uh, four part deep dive series into britney spears conservatorship her media career he's also done deep dives about the paris hilton documentary that came out and stuff like that so he's very interested in that early 2000s time frame and pop history that series yes is four parts it's probably about four hours it's that was six too long
0: it's six parts now
2: six parts. Too. There are oh, six
0: God. parts. Yeah. It is lengthy. But so the thing is, there's to be
2: insufficient. Go to that.
0: <laughs> yeah, there's yeah, that's that's basically what I'm getting at. The New York Times yeah. documentary is a really good primer. Mm-hmm. And if you want to really, really dig deep into the technical details of this and get even angrier, then watch that YouTube documentary. I mean, it's. I, c-
1: a- I can't I can't do that. not doing it. This was enough. I think for people that wanted to learn more, I'm glad Jake Yancey has the time to do that. And the resources there, this is the time we live in. For me, as somebody who dealt with postpartum depression and has had difficult family dynamics, this was enough. I was like, this is horrible. (laughs) Mm, I I get it. Okay. (laughs) Free Britney. Let's get her out. (laughs) Let's do do this.
0: Yeah. It's it's definitely a documentary about a terrible family. That's for sure.
2: Right. That's kind of where you have to begin. I mean, everyone has to ask themselves that beginning question when they consider this all would be, how would you feel personally if your father or your mother were in total control of your life as an adult in your 30s?
0: Yeah, she's in her 30s now.
2: So that's a good jumping off point. Almost 40 years old. Yeah. She'll be 40 in 2022. And Yeah,
1: I think one thing that I will say at the outset of this is that I love the attorney in the used car salesman, Blazer, the nice man. Mm.
0: Adam Streisand. That's- man.
1: How did I forget that name? Yeah. There was a lot going on with that guy. Very well manicured human being. But he does say something that I think is important to say on the outset of this is that we don't know what we don't know. I know there's a six part documentary out there about this, but that person that put that together doesn't have to adhere to certain yada, yada, yadas. I do think it's important to say that we don't know what we don't know about her breakdown, which we're going to get to.
0: Yeah. And how,
1: how dangerous or not dangerous that was.
2: Yeah. And mm-hmm.
0: no, I I agree with you there. I will say in defense yeah. of his documentary, it's all public information. He's yeah, not like sure. making any crazy claims. But right. we'll the, never
2: know what the Spears family is really like. Well, we'll and never we'll also be able to be a fly in the wall there.
0: We'll also never know to what degree Britney Spears does need a little oversight it, in her affairs. That's- that's I, what I'm saying. I don't personally think that is the scandal so much as the fact that it's her dad who's overseeing it mm-hmm. and they're totally. profiting off of it and treating it like a business.
1: Totally. Right? Yes. In, 100%.
0: Instead of it just being a neutral party who's like, because it seems like even Britney Spears to some extent accepts that she needs some sort of oversight. But even then, like she's been in this so long By now, she could just be convinced that she needs that kind of oversight. And Mm -hmm. it's not really worth speculating on because we don't know. Exactly, I
1: think that this situation, and I guess I just can't help but say all of this already, is that it's obvious she had some kind of derailment. It just is. I don't think that that's a secret. And then it seems like the unfortunate thing is that she was surrounded by total creeps that completely swooped in and took advantage of her fragility. And establish this, maybe saying like, well, for now, we want to make sure, you know, things are handled and nobody disagreed with them at the time. And then there's just been a lot of effort, you know, put into making sure her instability was always the headline. So they didn't get the pushback, and unfortunately, we've got oh God. Especially, I mean, Laura, I don't know. We might be roughly the same age. You might be a lot younger than me. I'm not sure, but we won't get into that.
0: It could it could go <laughs> either way, you comment. know?
1: Yeah, good. No, my it's the age. industry. What are you,
2: a cop?
0: <laughs> if I had to guess, I'm I'd the- say you're either <laughs> older or younger than me. You know?
1: Yeah, I just want to put yeah. it out there. Yeah. Uh, I'm older or younger than a lot of people.
0: Right. Exactly.
1: Oh my God, me too. It's crazy. I'm just thinking about the way she was marketed to me as a young woman. And Mm -hmm. the evolution of that is the other thing that's really interesting about this documentary and how I saw it in a completely different way now as an adult. Right. Anyway.
2: History, looking back on it, is a completely different lens. I agree. That's also a thing that comes up in both
0: documentaries a lot. And I think that is kind of the breaking point for her because she never really got like you hear this about so many child actors and musicians like she never got to really be a kid she was working on the mickey mouse club by the time she was 12 and she was working toward that like as soon as she could walk basically right. Star
2: search star search and all that stuff and it's different too i think they've emphasized it a bit in the new york times one with felicia her for future assistant. But it was also different for her family in that they were Southern and very poor and they didn't have a lot of money that I think some of these other stage parents, like Justin Timberlake, came from like a very stable two parent family. But sure. so he kind of had a lot of support for his mom and things were kind of stable. Or you see someone like Sarah Michelle Geller, who was raised as a stage kid but lived in New York City and had just very different outcomes. So it's really right. challenging. Like I can't imagine being like a struggling young family and trying so hard to get your kid in show business, like the financial pressures they're talking about. I think they almost had to declare bankruptcy they were saying when she got out of the mickey mouse club because yeah like well she was making five dollars
0: she was making five dollars an hour on the mickey mouse club oh my god which is yeah insane
1: that's so gross so gross i have
0: this later on in the notes but i think her family being from like the deep south is actually very important to this story because what ends up happening is they Sort of fall under the spell of this woman named Lou Taylor, who we're jumping ahead a little bit, but she's she's a whole lot. And I feel like she has a lot to do with why this is happening to Britney Spears
2: but yeah but like the fissures in the family or like the breaks in the family kind of start when she's really young when they talk about how they had to hire felicia who's the future teacher in the britney spears videos to take her to new york and stuff to do auditions because the parents were both working and the sisters in the first grade and none of the people who know britney when she's a kid in mickey mouse club ever say anything nice about her dad they barely ever mention him no one seems to even know who he is he's kind of a non-entity you know like has a drinking problem history has been just like a short order cook completely unstable so he's not like Joe Jackson, you know what I mean? No, he's not. not.
1: And actually, it's. I'm glad you're bringing us up because when you... So again, to come back to my teeny bopper a long time ago, when I was a teenager, the way her family was marketed to me, because Lynn Spears was everywhere i remember like she was yes. always on the behind the scenes videos stuff that they were you know she was always there the assistant was always there her dad only showed up a couple times and her dad even as a young kid i remember thinking wow this is like your prototypical deep south dad with no deviation mm-hmm. whatsoever he's the kind of guy that the... <laughs> Yeah, yes that's
0: a quote She's...
1: He's the kind of guy that's got the singing bass robot fish on his wall. Like
0: uh, It's called Billy Big Mouth. Have a little respect, Caitlin.
1: Sorry, Adam. Jeez. I, I apologize. It's like you
0: don't a, even know I'm from the Midwest sometimes. The
1: classist like, they, Yeah,
0: these documentaries <laughs> both start with her childhood. And I do think that's where a lot of the damage happened. I think part of that damage, one of the most alarming details to me is her dad's name is Jamie and her mom's name is Lynn and her sister's name Jamie Lynn
1: but Like Adam, Adam, how on the to, if you just have to push those names together to get one name
0: They should just have named both of them Jamie Lynn like part 1 and part 2
2: I know yeah. What a weird. It's also odd. The brother is mentioned as an adult that they have an interview with him later on in the program, but the brother is never really mentioned early in her life. They kind of mention her little sister a bit, but it seems like Brittany is the primary focus of the entire family, right? And
1: he seems like the biggest douchebag ever.
2: The the brother the the brother. The brother. Yeah.
1: I mean, I only get like passing things of the brother of the father, but Jesus that brother, the stuff he says
2: whoo makes par- me so yeah.
1: angry. Yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah. It's getting ahead of ourselves. But yeah. So we have this like prototypical Southern family. They're heavily involved in entertainment industry, but like no one in this seems like they have any legal expertise, any business None. expertise. They seem to fall into signing with Jive Records. They seem to fall into meeting these people in New York through other people who are managers and agents. And it doesn't seem like it's anything that's going to be set up for a long-term success from what i can see no <laughs> you know
1: what I mean? this is shaky as hell the whole thing feels like a giant pontoon boat i'm just yeah. like i don't know you don't know, know how long we can last on this thing
2: <laughs> yeah
0: yeah yeah <laughs> you, kid. you know that's true but also in the youtube documentary they mention britney spears up until her most recent album she released an album every three years like clockwork yeah which given everything we know about Britney Spears if you just know like the surface level stuff you wouldn't expect that that's a very consistent output for any musician mm-hmm. and the problem is the people behind this conservatorship seem to be driving her toward that as opposed to her wanting to do these things
1: Yeah, here's the thing. Like, I remember when the, you know, the Christina Aguilera story, the Justin Timberlake story, the Backstreet Boys, they all had the same story over and over and over again. And it was, they sang the national anthem at their school, you know, that everybody was like, oh, wow, you know, that kid's got some talent. You should go take him to the mall. They're doing a talent scout. And then they go to the town scout and then they all fly to Florida. So all of these kids have been kind of workhorses their whole lives, including Beyonce, by the way, she's the same age. She's the same timeline. There are really interesting conspiracy theories about Beyonce, by the way. I, I mean, you guys oh, have yes. probably covered yeah. it. I'm sure. I'm assuming. Yeah.
2: Yeah. And her um, age and everything and salon. So yeah. Yeah. And,
1: she- yeah, and how well, also she another
2: it. scumbag father.
1: Yeah. Another scumbag father. True. Weirder marriage with stranger conspiracy theories attached to it in my opinion than just like some douchebag Kevin Federline who by the way seems like the thing that makes the most sense that she does in her whole life in my opinion like after meeting her family anyway all all (laughs) I'm trying to say is that turnover and work unfortunately to me felt like it was part of the built-in mythos of these people and that seems like it's always been that way for her.
2: Yeah. You know what I mean? It's just a part of her identity. Yeah.
1: yeah. And when we get to, you know, how she puts the brakes on everything later, I think that's what makes it the most significant because I think she likes working. She seems to enjoy it. I mean, like she seems to thrive on it. She just doesn't want her dad making a bunch of money off of it, I guess.
2: Yeah. As a teen, she never seems unhappy as a teen in any of the background interviews or anything like that. And uh, she talks about, she talks like happily of being home for two years. She's like, oh yeah, I played basketball. I was, went to homecoming for like two years. I lived a completely normal life. But she seems just as content to be like working. And it's strange that they even mentioned the the YouTube documentary that they really radically also changed her singing voice itself because she used to just kind of sound like a little Whitney Houston. And then once she signed a jive and they released baby one more time, they're like, oh, you have a sexy baby voice now where she yeah. never had a baby voice before, even as a baby. That That, was, vid- tell you to that,
0: her. that video you- of her singing as a kid is borderline alarming. Because that voice, <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm like, Jesus, Britney, yeah. can Br- Can she still sing
1: like that? <laughs> yes. It's like it's
2: like they went out of their way to make sure that she sounded like she's been molested.
0: I mean, and she probably <gasps> yeah. has been, but...
2: Yeah. yeah. Well, anyway, I mean, people certainly implied <laughs> things like that. I mean, that's one of the big switches in the documentary is they were like, oh, well, you know, like Spice Girls were really big, so people wanted girl groups. But something about Britney Spears, people seem to get sort of like explicitly angry about... How she looked.
0: Yeah, that's, I think, part of what leads to that breakdown. I mean, that and the paparazzi.
1: The, the paparazzi Almost. footage in this is so scary. It's really, really scary.
0: Like, they're half the problem, at yeah. least. Oh, yeah if not more.
2: Yeah, Yeah, the media, like reporters and the paparazzi, I think, together.
0: But the media, there's all of these clips you can find in both documentaries. There's clips online of people interviewing Britney Spears when she's so young and just being so fucking gross about it. Like insisting that she talk about her breasts, insisting that she say if she's had sex yet or not. Mm -hmm. And it's like, we just went with this like we that was just how the world was at the time they really made her into a villain for being what the people behind her wanted her to be and what it seems like her fans wanted her to be
1: she lived out the madonna whore complex in her lifetime there's no other way to put it they wanted her to be virginal. They wanted her to be sexy. I mean, on some level, I guess every woman can kind of identify with that, but not, I'd be fooling myself to say that at that level, I could understand. I, I can't imagine. I don't, I don't even like it. If somebody on you know Instagram is like, you're pretty. I'm like, I'm good. Like, I don't, <laughs> Yeah. I don't, yeah. Need, I'm okay.
2: And Brittany points out in interviews and stuff at that time, she's very aware of it. She points out that the guys in the boy bands do hip thrusts. They do humping motions on stage while they perform. They hump the floor. They bring fans on stage and make out with them. They do things that are explicitly sexual in their videos. And they're the same age. And they have open shirts. They don't have shirts on all the time. And no one complains about them being too sexy. Like famously, Justin Timberlake at the Super Bowl. No one came after him for ripping off Janet Jackson's cover. It was all Janet Jackson's fault. So there was an immense double standard in that people who were in her industry weren't even receiving the same criticism she was. Like no one was like, Cheryl Crow, you're too sexy. Like <laughs> it, because of her age and whatever it was and her audience is why people got so angry that they felt like she was personally like removing the innocence of their daughters, that she was like li- doing evil in the world yeah, by I, taking I... away children's innocence.
1: I think that you're right about that. One thing that this documentary really, I mean, they didn't have time to address it, but there were other female stars at that time doing the same thing she was doing. Nobody was nearly as big, but I mean, Christina Aguilera was out there. And I think Christina Aguilera's strategy was like, I'm just going to start slutty. And like, that's just going to be where we right. but start. But she
0: she didn't. Like, Christina Aguilera's first album She wasn't like that. It wasn't until her second album that she adopted that Tina image.
1: That second album is when she did it, though. I mean, she overtly... To me, I remember my mom's reaction to Christina Aguilera and saying, well, she's too sexy. My mom was really pissed about Jeannie in a bottle for whatever reason. That was like the song that made her angry.
2: Well, (laughs) parents were angry about Madonna. Parents were angry about George Michael teeny, I want your sex or, you know, what especially bothered me
0: about all these clips of them accusing Britney Spears of bringing down the morality of children. One, Britney Spears makes the obvious point that everyone should. Make in that moment, which is, well, if you don't think it's for kids, don't let your kids watch it, dummy. Right.
2: I mean, yeah. So, in the media at this time, I mean, it's weird because it's like we're also seeing Mariah Carey go through a real similar breakdown in the media around like the same time that Britney's like reaching the peak of her career. And like Janet Jackson at that time had like disappeared. It was just Britney as like center focus and like the negative attention she receives. Like, we point out, I think it was the attorney general of Maryland or whatever. His wife said that she wanted to shoot her. Yeah. Very chill. What bothered me about
0: those clips of Britney Spears being questioned about this is where were the interviews with, I don't know, the head of her record label? Where was Diane Sawyer digging into that guy and going, why are you selling this and marketing this to children? Mm. And I think everyone around Britney Spears wanted that controversy. They wanted to sell records. They had to know what it was going to do to her emotionally. Or maybe they didn't, which is almost worse. Like read a fucking book about kids. If you have kids, you maniacs. But like, it seems like this was always the plan. It is. And I,
1: I will say this, you know, I think that the reason why the family is so important in this and the reason why the family becomes the issue, because it will always become the issue if you put, a bad family dynamic under that kind of pressure something something's going to go wrong really at the end of the day the question should be why were Britney Spears parents allowing why weren't they stepping in then why not then when she was a little girl and grown men on television were asking her point blank about her breasts you know mm-hmm. why is it now that her father is concerned about her safety and her his daughter's happiness When you don't have to be a child therapist to understand that being questioned about your appearance as a teenager by the world is going to mess with you, you know, so that that's ultimately why this feels so icky. And it really does her answer to Diane Sawyer of, you know, which is like, you're if you don't want your kids to go through this, you shouldn't let them you you shouldn't let them see it. Frankly, that's what her parents should have been doing, too. And this industry will take advantage of you if you aren't being taken care of, you know, at a young age. We see this over and over again. I mean, look at poor Amanda Bynes. Oh, my God. Like, yeah, yeah. there's and a lot of these people that be- if they don't have a good home base, this is what happens.
0: And the thing about Britney Spears that extra sucks is that she was pushed toward this image. And right. then what the media did was basically say, well, how can you act like you're all wholesome and shit? But also we can see your belly button when you're on stage or whatever. Sure. So then she starts rebelling against that wholesome image. And then they get mad at her for that and act like she is literally going crazy. Right. Meanwhile, and, she's being yeah. driven crazy, literally driven crazy. If you look into what the paparazzi did to her, there are laws against what the paparazzi did to Britney Spears now. And it's yeah. because of what they did to Britney Spears. She wasn't allowed to drive. Because of Mm -hmm. the paparazzi, the court ordered her not to drive. Right. because of it, the paparazzi.
2: Yeah, they definitely had like this huge impact and they're trying to make it seem like, well, you know, they had this give and take relationship because she needed to be in the papers and whatever. And I'm like, she didn't need to be in the papers like that. Like no one needs to be in the papers like that. Like she got in the papers legitimately. And it was like the whole tragedy to me of her relationship with of Justin Timberlake was like, I can't imagine that all these fucking media people in their 60s who are supposed to be mature and seasoned and worldly. They're all like, oh my God, did you cheat on your boyfriend? I know. Really? me to a 20 year old I'm just like where fucking grow up like yeah
1: honestly to anybody listening to this who's in your 20s you're not married so do whatever you need to do that's honestly how I feel like
2: it's just not something they should have been involved with
1: adults need to say this more like until you're married you're not married you're not like you can do what you need to do you're gonna break Mm -hmm. a couple you're your heart's gonna get broken Their heart's going to get broken. It's going to happen. I'm sorry. Like, it's just going to be part of your life. It's insane that anybody held her to that. But the problem is, is that that Bible Belt culture does that. I mean, when I was a super Christian and 19, I had grown people in their 50s and 60s asking me if I thought I was going to marry the guy I was dating. I was 19 years old. I mean, this was like happening to me. So all of this that you're seeing that's being projected onto Britney Spears And I guess that's kind of what I wanted to make the point of with this is like, this wasn't just happening to her. It was happening to her on a global scale, but it is happening to young women all over the country in these communities. Father-daughter dances, purity balls, all of these things. This is where all of this is coming from. Balls. (laughs) Balls. I mean, honestly, like th- yeah. there's a huge, there's a lot of connective tissue there that this doesn't get into. Cause uh, you know, who
2: has, it's not Ken Burns Yeah, there's no time. Yeah. There's, <laughs> there's, there's well, no yeah, time. that's there's no time. We got a cat. We got to catch up to her shaving her head. Well, that's <laughs> yeah.
0: that's so, that's actually what I, I kind of want to do now because I, I feel like we have the same sort of constraints because I have a lot yeah. of stuff in the notes about all of the crazy incidents that happened with Britney Spears. But I feel like people know about most of there's, them.
1: There's no point in bringing it up. There's, yeah, there's, there's not a
2: lot of mystery.
0: But the incident that eventually gets her in the most trouble, I guess, is the one people know the best when she shaved her head. Well, the, it was two separate things. She shaved her head and then later on beat the shit out of a paparazzi's car with Been an umbrella. Loved.
1: A car also, like you fucking pussies. Like yeah. who like fuck you? You're chasing people with vehicles. You, you, you worried she secretly marry Poppins and she's gonna be able to blow up your her car with the umbrella. Like, is that what you're afraid of? Fucking ass. That one paparazzi guy that they bring on, uh, fuck that guy. He's like, oh well, you know, I wanted to see myself as, as a filmmaker and a photographer, but I just started yeah, making that. so much money, it's really hard to get at go fuck yourself. Paparazzi people just yeesh. Oh, yeah I, I I get so creeped out by people like that. Reptilian weirdness,
2: they're all monsters.
0: I think the weirdest character in this entire story is a woman named Lou Taylor. In July 2007, she starts sending Britney Spears letters and like sending her shit in the mail. There's a quote in one of the episodes where she says she sent me a pink hat and acts like she's my mother. And also she keeps saying I'm possessed and she threatens to come visit Britney Spears father in Kentwood, Louisiana. Mm -hmm. And she does. And somehow this woman manages to work her way into the family to the point that by 2007, she's managing both Lynn Spears and Jamie Lynn Spears business affairs, which is insane. She showed up and Britney Spears is like, can someone get this stalker away from me? She's saying I'm possessed by a demon. And in the meantime, this woman goes to her parents, and I think this is where them being from the South comes in. I yes. kind of feel like this woman showed up and was like, "Here's what's wrong with your daughter. She yeah. is possessed by a demon, and yeah. if you put this conservatorship in place, we can exercise that demon right out of her." And I Do think we know her
1: that that's pa- never happened. Yeah, we don't. True. We don't know that that never happened. Thank you, Laura.
0: And speaking of that, she tried the same thing with Lindsay Lohan. She. Right. Did the, she reached out to Lindsay Lohan's mom and was like, your daughter is possessed. So what we need to do is take control of all of her affairs, her financial affairs. And I feel like that's that missing ingredient here that isn't coming up enough is religion and the Deep South.
1: That's what I'm saying. Yeah, I there is. It's all connected to this. It literally it's always connected to spiritual anxiety. Always. What I mean by that is every time somebody gives away all of their power in their life, all of their actual power in their life, it's usually connected to this feeling of they've been convinced that everything they're doing is wrong, mm-hmm. that there is the right way to do something. And I have the secret knowledge to make that happen. It just plays out like that. And here's the other thing. When you come from an environment like that and you come up against actual periods of mental illness. Everything gets spiritualized and people don't get the help that they need. Cause I will say this, I've been following Britney Spears on Instagram since she got her account because I've always loved Britney Spears. I'm not a monster and she doesn't seem well. I'm sorry. Like, no. if you, you look at her in these posts, especially what was shocking and striking to me was the archive footage of her when she was younger. Versus, the, like, the way she spoke then and the way she talks now, she does seem like a completely different person. Now, granted, after you go through life, you change. But she seems a little wonky to but me.
0: But I, I think the question no one can really answer is does she seem unwell because she is just organically mentally unwell right or, or is she or, something. or is she unwell because she is being held hostage right she's right. not allowed she for a lot of this time wasn't allowed to have a phone
2: it's, they didn't yeah. let her have a phone
1: right and she's we talk always about always alone yeah. in her house she's yeah. always alone in her on those posts yeah. always
2: And we talk about 2007 and like, you know, her back to back pregnancies, her postpartum depression, her struggles with the paparazzi and trying to get Kevin Federline to meet with her on custody issues and whatever it is. And the dad starts then referring to her as a sick little girl. It's a weird turn of events that he says then that she's sick.
0: And this is around the time Lou Taylor shows up.
2: Yeah. And it's that sick word I had heard over the years, postpartum depression, but I also heard bipolar disorder. I mean, it could be both. It could be both. You never know. It could be both, definitely. But there does seem to be a big change in her demeanor around the time that she has her kids. But you also point out the fact that these kids are unconditional love. So what they're threatening to take away from her is her only sources of unconditional love and people that she can ultimately trust. Her only two sources of that, which are her two sons. And we also bring up that her aunt died at that time. So it's like, is it mental illness or is it just... She, like, the, well, the worst, the divorce is the worst things you can experience as a human being. The point where she has that
0: yeah. breakdown, Most people would have a breakdown of some sort in that situation and then add to that that everywhere you go in public a swarm of people show up and take pictures of you even when you go inside places to eat if you go in a gas station to look for a bathroom they're going to follow you every time you leave the house. And every time they catch you doing even the most minor thing, one time she tripped while carrying her kid. Yeah, I know. And they were like, should we take Britney Spears kids away? It's
2: like, Jesus Christ. Right. The baby on the lap thing, which they were like, well, is she an unfit mother? And like, I've seen mothers beat their shit out of their kids in public and no one takes their kids away. And
0: yeah, 2007, that's the year where this conservatorship finally happens.
2: And that's how fucking long ago, 14 years ago now? Yes. Yes. Jesus Christ. That's a long time. And it's that's so long well, still in so place.
1: Here's two things. One, there is a point where she arrives. I believe the story is that she went to Kevin Federline's house and is removed via ambulance from the home and is prevented from seeing her kids. So, mm-hmm. OK, we don't know what happened. I will say this you have to really do a lot for a court to say you're not allowed to be around your kids, especially if you're the mother. So I don't know what happened that night. I'm not saying either way. I'm just saying from my experience, which isn't limited really in this situation, you've really got to be messing up in order for the courts to be like, you can't see your. especially like in California. And then secondly, I had pretty severe postpartum depression. And it can look like a lot of things and some of it's chemical, but other parts of it have to do with you go through a crisis because suddenly you're responsible for the hearts and minds and souls of these little people. And if you come from any kind of background that you knew, even as a kid, this is, I'm not getting the right information. Like I'm not getting a good roadmap here. Once those people are there and you're, you need to raise them, you very well could have a nervous breakdown. It's very, very scary. And I'm not saying that a person does. To have their kids taken away forever after making a mistake. I'll just repeat what I said. It seems like she went through something, some things went down, and people swooped in in order to keep the money train going. They took her rights away.
0: That's the thing, just to keep the
1: bills paid.
0: We've made it pretty clear that there's a very good chance that Britney Spears has actual mental health issues that make it necessary for her affairs to be overseen. Like, I have no doubts. That that could be true. I think it's probably yep. true, but I also think some of it at this point has to do with how she's been living for the last yep. 14 years. But the way it's being handled, one of the things that set the Free Britney movement off was this document comes out where one of the lawyers for the conservatorship says that this conservatorship should be viewed as a hybrid business opportunity. And it's like, right at yeah. that point, a judge should have stepped in and been like, "All right, the fucking state is going to do this." Or something. It can't still be these people. But every time it goes to court, they keep her dad in place for some reason. And once you get to that point, it can't be the devil anymore. Like, I get that she probably does need some kind of oversight, but man, you can't treat it like a business that's so shady.
2: And you can't manipulate people into a conservatorship with promises of visits with their kids. That's just, you can't manipulate people's access to their children like that and hold it over her head. And I think part of her not coming out publicly to complain about it was her wanting to retain legal rights to her kids. And that's why she probably hasn't said a lot about it, you know, naturally because they're being dangled over her head that they could be taken away at any time. And, you know, they also, I think, use that she does have access to her kids as a kind of saying like, she, she's fine. She's got, she sees her kids. She's good. She can't be that miserable. And I mean, I don't know that people with severe postpartum depression should be raising kids entirely on their own or that Kevin Fadaline oh, didn't have I'll tell you, about her I, parenting abilities. I don't know.
1: I needed all the help I could get. Yeah. I needed all the help I could get. And I, and it wasn't forever. I'm okay now for the most part, but I, yeah. you know, like I'm, Still on Lexapro, but I, you know, who isn't these days? But I agree. I mean, it's also how they keep people in sex slave, human trafficking situations. Is they get them pregnant, they make them have these babies, and then they threaten these women with their children. That's how Elizabeth Smart ended up getting stuck longer. It's not unusual. It's just evil. Yeah,
0: yeah. One of the things the YouTube documentary gets into a little bit is the state of California, like anything else, has rules regarding conservatorships. Mm-hmm. And there's a document that was produced by the state of California. I think it was just like an informational pamphlet. That's what it looks like. And it has all of these warning signs for if you're in a conservatorship, if these things are happening. You're in a bad situation and you should probably get out of it. Yeah. And it's yeah. everything they're doing to Britney Spears. It's isolating you from your friends and family, threatening to take your kids away, not allowing you to communicate. They took her phone away. And it seems so cut and dry that she should be out of that situation, like even according to California's own rules. Right. And it's. Yeah. Just not happening.
2: Even the lawyers in the documentary that they get in this that are ultimately end up on the side of Jamie Spears, the way they explain it is that conservatorships are usually for elderly people. I remember around the time before Stan Lee's death, there was a lot of talk about whether his daughter was taking advantage of him. And there's usually when you hear about these cases, you do hear them with people who are very elderly and have dementia and stuff like that and protecting their estates. So people who have already established to sort of to just retain what's already been created, not to continue working the way this does Jamie Spears has a lawyer who's named Andrew Wallet we see walking in a little <laughs> bit of footage which is
0: kind I'm of I'm sorry different. but that's the best possible name to be a shady oh. financial lawyer His name is Andrew, Wallet.
1: <laughs> Andrew Wallet come on fill it <laughs> I was I was yeah. born to do this. Yeah,
2: I think, yeah, you're we saying Streisand points out that she had wanted to appoint him. And this judge says, no, you can't appoint your own counsel. That's one thing that they decide really early on, which is that Brittany doesn't even have the mental capacity to retain a lawyer to say, I want this person to represent me. She can't even competently, in their view, appoint counsel. Right. Because
1: there is a mysterious Ugh. file that the judge has read. A medical report, has right? a medical report that has information that the potential attorney had not been privy to yet and the judge based on what he found in this evil file yeah again like i it's we don't know fishy. what was in the- even the, <laughs> even then fishy. the
0: even then the judge
2: can just appoint someone else
1: it's fishy we just don't know what was in the file
2: that's too much Sucks. power for that judge i can't believe i can't believe judges have this much power in the state of california that's what's fucked up too
1: well also i mean this is a cautionary tale with any kind of power of attorney or anything like that once you sign those things God, I've been through versions of this. I've seen a lot of elder abuse in this way, like you brought up, Laura. And it's really hard to reverse that stuff. Like really, really hard. Because basically what it's implying the moment you sign it is, I know that my mental health is basically deteriorating from here on out. Mm -hmm. And so further down the line, I'm going to be even less capable of making these decisions because it's supposed to be for old people, not for young 20-something pop stars that are dealing with mind-bending issues (laughs) that most people can't relate to.
0: And I think the bigger issue now is that she was dealing with these mind-bending issues over a decade ago. Mm -hmm. And- By all appearances, it seems like she's kind of come out the other end of that. There's definitely going to be some scars and some damage, but I think it's really questionable as to how much control they need to have over her at this point
2: right because like we point out the regularity of her album releases and they definitely talk about they show her looking very healthy not at all crazy when she put out circus she was on the x factor i think she was a judge well that's
0: because they bring that up that she works this whole time not only is she putting out albums she's working she was on not just that glee she at was- one point
1: being hired to utilize her mental faculties as talent to literally judge the
2: talent of other people yeah that's yeah that's the <laughs> x factor yeah that yeah it's like what yeah. so it's well, uh, i i made a joke about her residency in vegas which is she can't make legal decisions but she can perform nightly in vegas what is she a white tiger <laughs>
1: no seriously that's That's the only two
2: people who can make legal can't make legal decisions for themselves but can't perform nightly in vegas are white tigers (laughs) and britney spears oh R.I.P. r.i.p roy r.i.p they both died seriously we've lost them
1: both we've lost them both
2: balls but anyway like so she looks good she doesn't look insane she's got her kids she's on tour but still somehow very fragile extremely fragile
0: very fragile and there are people in her life who seem to think she's not as fragile as it's being made out to be. And what happens is every time one of those people gets close to her, the conservatorship will take out a restraining order. And they always get those restraining orders. There was, at one point, while Britney Spears is not allowed to have a phone, I believe she was rehearsing or something, and she manages to get a phone and sneaks away and calls an attorney. This attorney is like, yeah, it does sound like maybe you could use my help. And he tries to file a lawsuit and the conservatorship manages to get a three-year restraining order filed against him to where he can have no contact with Britney Spears. I know Sam Luffy seems like kind of a creep and he probably is, mm-hmm. but he actually seemed to have her best interest in mind more than anyone else. So of course they took out a three-year restraining order against him too. So they're isolating her like whenever someone even tries to help they step in to isolate her
2: right yeah she has the only people she meant they mentioned as her friends are her cousin Allie. they mentioned she comes up in a few times she's around but yeah they have felicia her longtime assistant it's moved out of everything i don't think anyone else seriously remains from her past life or her friends they never she talk about this, anything like that she
1: has this weird boy toy that shows up on her instagram feeds occasionally so What's there's that
2: yeah, exactly. Yeah, she never she always, Dish. Some, like, she always seems to have some like Joyce seems to have some like some sketchy dark haired man around her from yes, time to time.
1: That's exactly what it looks like. He's super sketchy. He's looks dark sketchy, hair. Sketchy,
2: dark hair, somewhat of a facial hair thing. Yeah, yeah. Sometimes. He's
1: got some he's got some some scruff. I, I texted Adam. I was surprised by how upset this one hour, 14 minute thing that the New York Times put together. Made me. It upset me deeply. And I know that I've like tried to temper my feelings on this throughout this discussion. But at the end of the day, like something's not right. It's impossible to look at this situation and come away with it and say like, it's good. Everything. It's fine. This is all fine. Like there's something real fucky about all of it.
2: Yeah. So and her kids are growing up, but we met like during this whole time. And we mentioned that like she has this Vegas residency, which is like one of the most successful Vegas residencies in the history of the city. And like she seems to be kind of okay. I don't know.
0: Well, no, they they canceled the Vegas residency.
2: Oh, no. The second one they canceled. Oh, the second second one. one, Yeah. Oh, yeah. So then, yeah, they have that weird scene where she's supposed to do an interview and supposed to perform about her second residency. And then she just leaves. She just walks out and then they're like canceling the second residency, which to me, I was like shocked that that happened. I think they waited 11 weeks to have it be canceled.
1: I think it's great. I think 11 weeks. She finally rolled out her giant dick in the situation was like, okay, you want to make money off of my performing? Let's do this. Let's see what I can do when I don't do anything. Watch then, me not do stuff.
0: And then they threw her in a mental hospital for three months like it was the goddamn 1950s. That yeah, is what exactly. happened when Britney Spears, because like what's implied, I guess, is that every time this happens, they dangle her kids over her head and say, "Where we're we going to take your kids. And what's implied in at least the YouTube documentary is that at that point she was like, fine, fine, take my kids. But I want out of this. And that's when they had her committed into a mental hospital against her will. And that's a thing that finally did get confirmed because there's that podcast that's just about Britney Spears Instagram. And there was this long stretch of time at the beginning of the year where she wasn't posting anything. And they were like, what the fuck is happening And yeah. it? came out that she had been in a fucking mental hospital that whole time. And it stemmed from her wanting to cancel that residency.
1: I just feel though, that it's really important to say that sometimes, and I'm not saying that this is the case with her right now. Sometimes people can look like they're on the upswing right before they actually have a breakdown. Okay. So I just think it's really important to bring it up. I'm not saying that this is exactly what's happening to her. I'm not saying that these things aren't horrible, but the problem with having a conversation about somebody's mental health when we're this far away from the situation is that we don't know. Do I think her family has her best interests at heart? Not really. That doesn't really seem to be the case, especially, as I said earlier, her brother seems like a total douchebag in the interview that's in oh, the, yeah. this, that's placed in the documentary. And he says some, frankly, sexist, weird Shit. And I'm not saying that they didn't throw her in this mental institution on purpose or any of those things. But for people that are navigating the real world at the moment, it's just important to say that. I I just I had to say it because mental health is
0: weird. Yeah. Again, I I, really I get it. I get that Britney Spears probably has some mental issues. That is not the point. The point is that the people in charge of this are profiting off of it.
1: Agreed. And that is 100 percent
0: gross. And it needs super gross. And I think a judge has ordered a review of it. Like there's there've been a lot of twists and turns just in the past couple months with Mm -hmm. this going back and forth to court. And I think the most recent one was February 8th. So maybe yesterday.
2: Mm. Damn. But
1: Wow. I didn't know know
0: that. Yeah, it's this is a very much an ongoing thing. And one of the things that I found really interesting or unsettling is we mentioned Lou Taylor a while back and how she shows up in Britney Spears life by sending her all these creepy letters and telling her she's possessed by a devil. She is Britney Spears business manager now.
1: Very chill.
0: That's so cool.
1: not in the not in the hulu documentary i just want to point out also what is with hulu in in compete it's funny i feel like this happened with Firefest too (laughs) like hulu's like hey we have something also on this topic Uh, just saying like it's the same story but like you know easier to break down for you specifically caitlin (laughs) (laughs)
2: let's step in here No, yeah. I mean, I didn't particularly like the talking heads that they had and I wasn't a huge fan of them, but they did a pretty good job of laying out the legal issues of it. And what's involved in that it is a situation where Jamie Spears is making millions of dollars a year off of all of this every year and that her state is worth an estimated $60 million and that uh, similar celebrities have never had this sort of thing happen to them in the same way. This is a really unique case. I mean, we've seen celebrities lose their mind a few times. I mean, we've had cases. Good
1: point. Well, it's it's usually done things or you're allowed to lose your
2: mind. Yeah. Prince was never put under a conservatorship, was he? No. Well, no. What you normally
0: see is a situation where someone will fall under the spell of someone and have to be rescued from that. Like with Brian, like
2: Brian Wilson, Brian
0: Wilson from the Beach Boys for like 15 years had this crazy psychiatrist who controlled every aspect of his life, made him release a terrible fucking rap song. And eventually the family had to step in and be like, no, in your own best interest, we are separating you from this man and you're not going to have any further contact with him. Right. And then Brian Wilson was fine after that. I mean, Brian, he's always going to be Brian Wilson. He wrecked his brain on acid or something, but
1: didn't he play for Trump's new year's Eve party too?
0: Yeah. I don't know. He's the That's whatever, the like
2: free but, Brian Trump's, Wilson. Trump's yeah. out of free, office. Free Brian Wilson. That's all I'm saying. But even Brian but, Wilson was but, a much older man when that agreed. happened. No, this of course. is well, the youngest person I can think of that this is ever happened to. I'm
0: telling it's, you it's, what I think is happening. Isn't that Britney Spears fell under the control of someone? Her family did. Her family fell under the control of Lou Taylor and whether they're under her control or not anymore, it's too fucking lucrative to give it up. Uh And so then when we're racking our brains to think about, well, what is the court seeing that would make them side with the family every time? That's how courts work. They're always going to side with the family over some outsider. Like Mm -hmm. they're not living with Britney Spears. They don't really know what is happening in her life either so they're always going to value the opinion of the family over anyone else so what i'm getting at is britney spears is fucked yeah
2: she is legal system i
0: don't know if she's going to get out of this
2: the legal system is very biased towards families very biased towards people of authority people who project authority and father figures i mean it's funny to me that it's not her mother has taken over it's her father it's the man. And we, we refer to her brother as saying that, you know, the women in his family are very strong headed and they have their own opinions and whatever it is. And there is a bit of a sense that we get from this, which is that if Britney Spears were a, a man from the north, these things wouldn't have happened. But there is a perception that she is a hillbilly. She's a dumb hillbilly. Right. That's how people think of her as this stupid southern girl. It's just a yeah. airhead. She's from Louisiana, which is one of the poorest states in the country and has the worst education system. (laughs) I mean, these things factor into it for sure. And I think they made a point in the Jake Yancey documentary that people were attacking Chris Crocker for defending her and that not only were her supporters mocked and ridiculed, the free Britney movement was really ridiculed, wasn't it? People were like, Oh, this jokey hashtag free Britney. And it's just all these gay guys and women out in Los Angeles with signs. And I think we have turned a corner from Chris Crocker saying leave Britney alone and that people, I think. Do take this more seriously now and are a little bit more concerned and like give a little more weight to the words of gay people and women than maybe they did in the early two thousands.
1: Well, I oh, think for you've sure. hit on I think you've hit on the biggest thing, which is like her fan base is women and gay people. So, yeah. you know, she's got a huge fan base, but as far as like, you know, a capitalistic patriarchal society is concerned, to sound like that person, yeah. these are undervalued voices as well and are quickly written off with like, well, of course they believe yada, 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 because they don't blah, blah, blah. You know, it's all written off so quickly. You know, Adam, I don't know. I, I don't know how this will end. I've always worried, you know, as much as we can worry about a celebrity, about Britney Spears, because mid-2000s on, she just seems like she's been going through a nightmare, regardless of how much I've been able to wrap my mind around it. Man, the, the stuff of her with her kids just turned my stomach. I am so glad yeah. nobody was watching me when I was learning how to be a mom. <laughs> it really like physically made me ill to think about all of that because it just feels so unfair. So unfair.
2: Wait, did you guys hear about the interview that her kid did? The oldest son did on Instagram live where he said that he wants to kill his grandfather. Oh,
0: very nice. Jesus.
2: So he called Kevin Federline literally Jesus. He says, my dad is literally Jesus. And someone made a joke that you should kill your grandfather. And he said, ha, 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 maybe. But he said he asked his mom, mom, what about your music? And she's like, I don't even know if I'll ever do it again.
0: He said his grandfather is literally Jesus?
2: No, his father, Kevin Federline.
0: Oh. Okay.
2: No, he said Kevin Federline is literally Jesus. And he said he hate, apparently he hates his grandfather. But another point that's made in these both these documentaries is that Jamie got like a restraining order placed against him for injuring one of the kids.
0: Yeah. The guy My running father. the conservatorship did also have a restraining order taken out against him for hurting Britney Spears' <laughs> children in a yeah. dispute.
2: Yeah. So yeah, like Kevin he, Federline he, put that in place. You definitely have to look at this as a case where these people of questionable intelligence, questionable business sense, questionable intentions are in control of a vast fortune just because this woman is talented and beautiful and was in a vulnerable situation.
0: The last thing I want to talk about, what do we think?
2: I
1: like Laura. Yeah. <laughs> I just want to say Very that. I really, you, I really you. I like you as this well. This is fun having you on. I like you. <laughs>
2: I'm still on the fence. I know. No one's decided.
1: (laughs) That's fine. I'm just, it's just my, it's just my opinion. Laura and I have never done a, show together. This is our first podcast together. And I'm sick. Yeah. No, it's okay. I get that a lot. I get it a lot. It's okay. No, you're great. This is fun. Okay. Sorry, Adam. Go ahead. I just wanted to tell her she's read. Go ahead. (laughs) Thank you. What do we
0: think of the voicemail that the podcast received? Because that's kind of the big breaking point for the free Britney movement. That's one of the moments where they were like, okay, yeah, this is all, everything we thought is happening is happening. And what basically happened is a guy who claimed to be a paralegal calls. I don't know what number he called to leave a voicemail, but this voicemail makes its way to the two hosts of that podcast. And he basically says, I used to be a paralegal inside the with the conservatorship. And he's like, yeah, everything you're saying is pretty much dead on. She's being controlled through drugs, basically, and being forced. To work and that she probably should be out of the conservatorship, but she's not. But also, it's an anonymous voicemail. So who knows? It's
1: so hard. I don't know. I mean, coming from the world that I'm in, I would never have released that because what can you do with it, really, frankly, in my opinion? I know that's not a popular choice, but ultimately, this isn't anything we can confirm. We can't get a name. And it's just a reiteration of stuff that has been ambiguously put out there in the tabloids. And I think ultimately, could probably hurt her more than help her. Yeah. From the court's perspective, you know, like the problem is, is there wasn't anything new or confirmable in what this person said.
2: Right. That had no integrity to me. That whole thing. I wouldn't jump on that as being like, you know, it's not deep throat, right it lit the fuse but it's also also kind of jumped on it like you know wild but which is i mean it's easy to get excited about something when it confirms all of your suspicions right
0: (laughs) but it's also kind of the crux of the new york times documentary like they they give so much weight to that voicemail but they're also like we couldn't confirm if this was real so i don't think it was too crazy for a podcast about britney spears instagram To release it, like you can't hold them to the New York Times standards because if you're going to that podcast for news, you're a crazy person. Like, no podcast should be your source of news unless it's like a news podcast. I'm sure there's lots of those for people who don't (laughs) want to read news every day. What the fuck, you know? Yeah, the voicemail is weird, but I I feel like who needs it? Like, there's enough evidence. I think that's how I
1: feel. Something
0: very sketchy is happening to Britney Spears.
1: I think that, like everything else around Britney. Spears that voicemail probably only served the people that released it just like it only serves the people that photographed Britney holding the baby just like to me and it might not be a popular thing to say it's just it's dabbling in stuff that I wouldn't want to be attached to you know but I mean I don't know it's not my life there was nothing new in that, in my opinion. And the event itself is mysterious, but so is the fucking internet. That could have been anybody.
2: Yeah, exactly.
0: The one thing I found interesting that he said is that Andrew Wallet resigned, which we know Andrew Wallet resigned and took a bunch of money with him when he left. But in that voicemail, he said Andrew Wallet resigned because of what they were about to do to Britney Spears. And he didn't want to be disbarred over it, Oh, which he did resign. (laughs) But then at one point they tried to get him back on. Mm -hmm. So,
1: yeah, that's why I don't buy it, because it's like, well, why would he go back to that? Plus the other thing.
0: Because it maybe they pulled it off and nothing happened because what they were about to do in according to this voicemail, was throw her in a mental hospital. And she did go to a mental hospital.
1: Yeah, there was one attorney that was interviewed in the documentary that talked with Hulu as much as she could, and then went to go back and work with Jamie Spears.
2: Yeah. yeah. So
1: I don't know. It's weird. I, it's I, that's, such why, a- that's why I like just to come back to the voicemail. It's like there are machinations in this that it's like I said, from the outside, it's clear something is off. But an anonymous voicemail saying things we already know that we can't confirm isn't helpful in my opinion, to the situation.
0: Yeah. I mean, unless he's being honest and that becomes confirmation at some point, like if he actually sure. decides to testify, right? then it would be pretty I interesting.
1: I don't know if he can. I mean, if he's working for an, a, a legal enterprise where there could be all sorts of shit that he signed that he can't.
0: Yeah. And also, again, if it goes to court, they're going to side with the family. They are always gonna side with the family yeah yeah such bad times oh my god
1: Well, at least this is just another proof of concept that money doesn't solve your problems
2: right and you know what the whole on a hopeful note we mentioned she's almost 40 i mean in terms of like jamie's in bad health Her mother is still around, but I can see Britney in the next five years. I can see Gerard totally getting out of this, reforming her career, coming back bigger than ever and making and having the most success she's ever had. I can totally see that happening.
1: And and releasing the the most purchased tell all memoir exactly ever. and movies
2: movies coming out about it can you imagine that god
1: i can't wait i'll always line up for her
2: exactly yeah people i mean she's more beloved now possibly than ever has this made her more beloved i think it has in a weird I way think it
1: has i, I think, think it has. i think
2: she's more interesting as a human being that this has happened to her well sadly i, I mean yeah of course if, if i if agree
0: it, if it doesn't change your opinion of her i think everyone would have to agree america kind of owes her an apology oh for yes. the way like there's just some people that it's not just that how they were treated by the media, it's how everyone else latched on to it. And how I think no one
2: questioned it. Yeah.
0: I think Britney Spears is one of those people. The hot coffee lady is one of those people. America True. owes that woman an apology. She's long dead by yeah, now. Richard There's a podcast. Yeah,
2: There's a, a Jewell, podcast,
1: yeah. There's a podcast series all three of us could do. America should apologize too. Pee Wee Herman just, just jerked oh. off. Totally, give him a freaking break, man. Yeah, just give him a break.
0: Yeah, and Britney Spears, I think, is one of those people that, where ever, she deserves a collective apology from
1: also,
2: society.
1: Justin just Timberlake which we have not addressed really in this. I was happy to see him kind of get
2: raked over the coals.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Because I've always thought this, like she stayed quiet for the most part. And it's like, motherfucker, she went on national television over and over again saying she was a virgin. Whatever. Like Whatever. Yeah.
0: They hit on the Cry Me a River video too because yeah. he put that out yeah. and that's the point where everyone's like, hm, Britney Spears is a bad person. Yeah. She's a high school slut. <laughs> and I remember even thinking back then, like, because I was already old by the time it came out and by that i mean i was in like my 20s or 30s but i remember thinking even back then like dude you're justin timberlake you're fucking up. this broken up over a girl breaking up with you and cheating on you why don't you go out and have sex for 35 consecutive nights with different women every time <laughs> because you can do that you're justin timberlake shut the fuck up that song is kind of the jam though
2: it's a good
1: song.
0: It's a good yeah, song. It's, it's a, a just song. a shitty video.
2: Yeah. In general there was it's very confusing that there is no questioning about any of this. Yeah. Yeah it's very bizarre.
1: It's crazy. Free Britney. I honestly I don't want to know about the personal lives of famous people anymore. No, nope. I really no. don't. I like a good Real Housewives because they're not famous. So that's fun. They're literally signing up for that. So it is what it is. But every, all these actors and musicians and it's, like I don't care who they're dating. I don't care anymore. Maybe just because I'm getting older. Yeah. But, but after watching this documentary, it's a good reminder. Like, oh yeah, I don't actually know what's going on here in real time Don't. so i'm i'm gonna just not form an opinion about every single thing that floats in front of my face you know like none yeah. of my business yeah i agree
0: free britney
1: free britney, free britney.
0: come yeah. on
1: get,
2: get her, her off this this crazy thing can't get her off this crazy
1: thing, we... this crazy thing. send,
0: send the it. un in to extract her or something like
1: exactly
2: dude,
0: declare a resolution Put out an yeah, Interpol warrant for her dad. Let's fucking handle this.
2: Send in Dr. Luke. He'll take over. <laughs> oh, <gasps> it, Dr. I'm Luke. Kidding. I'm just kidding. Skipper. What's that guy who stole Taylor Swift's money? Skipper Magoo. What the fuck is his <laughs> name? <laughs> Scooter Braun. Scooter Braun, sorry. Skipper Magoo. Skipper Magoo. Magoo. Oh. Yeah, it's in one of those chats.
0: There was a point in history when Skipper Magoo (laughs) would have been the title of this episode. Not anymore. That's a terrible idea for SEO reasons. No,
2: it wouldn't. It would be toxic. (laughs) toxic. Hey,
1: ooh, I like that. SEO would not not. be on your side, Adam. That would not. I remember when I used to title episodes in clever ways.
0: It's dumb. And it's Nobody
1: would ever fucking hear anything that I worked on because it was like, why would anyone look that up? That's not possible. Yeah. So, yeah. So, Ugh. I this think. This was icky. This is like one of the ickiest things we've covered. Yeah, this, this is show.
0: pretty scary.
1: Boo. Like it's just like Boo. dark because the only people dark. harming her are her family. It's her family. It's so weird.
0: It really is. We'll link to both of the documentaries so people can give them a watch. If you just want the overview, watch the New York Times documentary. If you want to spend eight hours falling into a depression spiral, watch the other documentary. because That's a
1: good sell. You should should go into marketing.
0: It is detailed and none of the details are good.
2: It is intense. Yeah. Is what I can say. I watched the first two.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I I didn't watch them all. It's like, come on. Who do you think you are?
1: Speaking of documentaries, um, have either of you watched a glitch Glitch in the matrix yet? No, No. I highly recommend it. It's the same guy that did the nightmare and the shiny documentary.
0: Oh, Uh, is it about the Mandela effect?
1: No, thank God. I got scared that we were going to get there, but we didn't go there. There is a twist in this documentary you don't see coming, which I don't remember the last time I said that about a documentary.
0: Mm-hmm. It's really
1: good. I'm going to watch. It's very it. good. Highly recommend it to everyone. Actually, you know, if we we could do a bonus episode about that one, it's and his other stuff is great, too. The the nightmare is scary. I mean, that is a great it's about sleep paralysis, a documentary about sleep paralysis. Yeah. yeah. And everyone. Then, knows, everyone oh,
0: knows the nightmare.
1: OK, got it. Got it. Got it. At room 237 is about people yeah. that have become obsessed with theories about The Shining for everybody oh, at home that. that don't uh, know what the hell I'm talking about.
0: Well, yeah. if we're plugging documentaries, I think everyone should watch Assassins, which is about the two women who assassinated. Kim Jong Un's brother in the Malaysia airport. Oh yeah. They thought they were on a really? internet prank show and they had been doing pranks for a solid month with this film crew following them. And then their last prank, instead of baby oil on their hands, it was VX nerve agent and they killed a guy and that film crew vanished and it is a fascinating story.
2: I can't wait. Damn.
0: Laura, what do you want to plug?
2: Yeah, Laura. <laughs> I've been watching Deep Space Nine. Ooh. Nice. <laughs> that's it.
0: Very nice.
2: Not no, that's nothing else. That's just all for me.
0: All right. Well, I guess let's get the hell out of here.
2: All right. Oh, man. Thank you, guys.
0: Laura, you. say goodbye. Bye. Caitlin, say goodbye. Uh-huh.
2: Goodbye.
0: Goodbye, everybody. Free Britney.
2: Free Bye. Britney.
1: Bye.